I'm Rachel Olstead, and this is the Dream Builder Society podcast. As a business coach for new and aspiring female entrepreneurs, I help driven, ambitious, and passionate women just like you build and grow your own online business so you can create a life of freedom, impact, and joy. I truly believe business can be simple and fun, and I'm here to empower you and support you every step of the way with a touch of sarcasm, a little tough love, and a whole lot of inspiration. Let's build our dreams. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dream Builder Society podcast. Can you believe we are already on episode number eight? It blows my mind that I've already been podcasting for two entire months, which might not seem like a long time to some of you, but it has been so fun getting to share and to inspire and teach on everything online business. So I hope that you guys have been enjoying. Today on episode number eight, we are talking about gaining clarity on your ideal client. So I'm trying to take you guys through from the beginning of this podcast through really kind of a step-by-step look at what you really need to identify and have in place as you are starting your own business. So we are kind of going in chronological order. We've talked about finding your perfect business idea. We've talked about really identifying a simple offer, especially in your early stages. And today I want to dig into the idea of your ideal client. So there is a lot of uh, talk out there about ideal clients. And if you have been following different Um, coaches or strategists or like really anyone in the online business industry, people are talking about your ideal client all of the time. But what I have found is that a lot of people have a misunderstanding of how to actually identify your ideal client that is going to be in your target audience that you are going to market to that you are going to be Um, promoting your offers and your services or products too. And a lot of information out there on identifying your ideal client is kind of bogus, I guess. Um, And what I mean by that is I find that a lot of people are referencing different aspects of their ideal clients that aren't really important at all. And frankly, they don't really matter. For example, You do not need to know what your ideal client drinks from Starbucks. You do not need to know what their favorite TV show is. You do not need to know like where they, where they live. Truly, it doesn't necessarily matter. What matters most is understanding where they are and where they want to be when it comes to the offer that you have. And a lot of people misunderstand this. They focus so much on the pain points of and, and just kind of an overall description of their ideal client that they miss like the, the most important part of identifying who this person is. And because of that, a lot of people end up sharing content and marketing to the masses because they're not necessarily sure exactly who their ideal client is and how they can help them. 
And this is really ineffective for both you as a business owner and for your audience, because really no one knows who your offer is for. And so then it becomes almost a like an I can help anyone with anything type of a business. And it becomes like a jack of all trades and a master of none because you're really unsure of who you do actually help, who you can actually help, and who can actually get the best results with you. And that's important as well. So understanding your offer is going to be important before you identify your ideal client. And that's why I shared creating a simple offer before we dug into the concept of identifying your ideal client, because you do need to have a clear understanding of how you can help people with your skills, your talents, your passions, your gifts, your expertise, and and experiences, right? In order to figure out who can best benefit from that. The other thing that I see a lot with um, ideal client work is that people are so afraid of getting specific. They're so afraid of niching down. They're so afraid of getting very granular with the details that they share about their ideal client and how they identify them and how they describe them, who they are, who they're not, and This is actually the most important thing that you can do is become extraordinarily in tune with who exactly is your ideal client and not just who's someone that you could help. Because I guarantee that there are millions of people in this world that you could help with your skills and talents and gifts. But Will all those people actually, one, want and need your help to be able to to be at a place where they can, I shouldn't even say be able to, because money is really never actually the objection. And money is really never actually what's holding people back. And we'll talk about that on a later episode. But I think the question comes a lot um, when people are deciding on their ideal client and really kind of figuring all of this out, they're, they're asking themselves, well, who in the world could pay me for my services? Who could pay me? Who could afford to work with me? And that's actually a really detrimental question to ask because you aren't necessarily focused on the right people. You're just focusing on the people who have money. But I will say, that even people who have a ton of money to invest, if they don't see the value and if they don't have a high need for what you are offering, they also won't pay. There are, there are millionaires out there that, and billionaires in the world that have refused investments that are for them, like pennies. In fact, I was actually even just um, talking to someone who one of their mentors is uh, making like millions and millions of dollars in their business. And they were approached by an agency that does like virtual assistant work. And they were, they were quoted at maybe like two or $3,000 a month to take on some of their additional tasks. And this business owner said that that wasn't in their budget right now. Like 
$2,000 for a, a person, a business owner that's making millions and millions of dollars probably doesn't seem mathematically like it would be a big issue for them. One might think that like, sure, this person can 100% afford my services. Like I'm going to call them my ideal client because I think that they can afford me. But this person still said no, because there was something about this offer that they didn't see value in. Maybe they already had help. Maybe they weren't struggling with these different aspects that this agency was presenting them um, with solutions for. Maybe they just didn't didn't see that how it could actually help their business thrive and they didn't necessarily see their return on investment there. And so they didn't see the value in it. And so even if they had, even though they had the money, they decided not to invest. So it's never about who can afford you. It's about who you can help, who can get the best results by working with you and what are like the main struggles and the main desires that that person has. So it's going to be so important for you to do a ton of market research when you are creating your ideal client. Sometimes people call them ideal client avatars, but doing a ton of market research, asking around talking to people, building relationships is part of your marketing. And it starts now when you are identifying your ideal client and getting to know them, getting to know, um, you know, who they are, what they're about, what they're, where they are in life, what in life and business and whatever your services are, whatever your niche is. But market research is going to be a huge and crucial and really like dare I say fun part of this experience because it allows you to get outside your own head and get outside what you assume your ideal client wants and needs and is thinking and actually go talk to them. Like get out of your head and go talk to the people, whether that's in person or online, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on um, Pinterest, like I don't care where, but you go find them and put out these questions, ask these questions that I'm going to share with you guys today and really, really get in tune with who these people are. I will also say that on day one of starting your business, you can sure identify an ideal client, but it will not stay that exact description of your ideal client as you grow in your business. So what I mean by that is that it is not important to have a 100% perfect description today. You will grow as, as your business grows. Your understanding of your ideal client will absolutely deepen you will gain so much clarity, even more than you are right now. You'll gain so much clarity just from taking action and starting to work with people and starting to put out offers and starting to market and build relationships and talk to these people. You'll notice as you your business evolves that your ideal client evolves as well. At this point in my business, my ideal client has generally stayed the same, but in the past 17 months of working one-on-one -on -one with clients and with people who I have identified as my ideal clients, I've learned a lot about who actually gets the best results working with me, 
who, um, you know, the urgency factors that some clients have that other clients don't. What makes people like really, really ready to solve their problems? Who, you know, what are the the little distinctions that um, that we can make that really that really differentiate one person from another that makes someone an even more ideal client. And so I want to offer that it doesn't have to be perfect today. You will gain clarity every single time you put yourself out there and talk to people and start working with people and really just like get into the minds and the heads and the hearts of your ideal client to really get to know them on a deep level instead of assuming So I just wanted to share that because I think it's really important to understand that like right now, it's, it's really a matter of progress, not perfection. And I want you to start somewhere. And that somewhere is with some of these questions that I'm going to be sharing with you today. So your ideal client is essentially the person again, who has the greatest need and the highest, for lack of better terms, pain, right? That will get the most effective results from your offer. So some of the like specific qualifiers that you might want to identify, and this might even just be like preference, you get to have a say in who you work with. You get to decide who you like to work with best and who you want to work with. And again, right now, it's just a matter of like the most important thing that you can do right now is make decisions. I should say top two things, the most important things that you can do right now to identify your ideal client is just number one, make decisions. And number two, do some market research, do a ton of market research. Um, So for example, gender might be a qualifier. Like, do you feel more comfortable or do you find that like your ideal client would, would be the best fit for your offer would be a male or female? Is there a certain age range or marital status or profession or level of health that, um, that your ideal client has? For me, I'll just share a little bit personally because I think it's going to be really helpful for you guys to hear this. For me, I specifically help women. I, I even more specifically, I help moms who are in either like their mid 20s to mid 40s who are typically married. Maybe they're single. That's not necessarily super important for my ideal client avatar, but who are currently in a job or at home as a stay-at-home mom who don't necessarily love or feel fulfilled by what they're doing in their work. And they want either out of their job like now or yesterday, ideally, and they, um, Either that or they're a stay-at-home mom and feel completely unfulfilled in their role as, um, as, as sometimes they refer to it as like just being a mom. There's 100% nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home mom, but my ideal clients are wanting something outside of that role as a mom. Um, level of health and um, you know relationship status and other things like that for my ideal client don't necessarily matter a ton. 
Um, however, if you are in the health industry or if you are in the relationship industry or if you are a, um, you know, starting a virtual assistant business, that might also not matter to you. But if for sure, if you're in the health industry in some capacity, like their level of health and how healthy they are or aren't in their daily practices and what they're struggling with and what they really want. Like, yeah, that's going to be a major focus, but I want you to just ask yourself, like, does this actually matter to identify for my ideal client? If it doesn't, then you can go ahead and skip over that section. I will say too, before we move on to some of like the, um, the more specific details of identifying your ideal client, Personality is a huge factor that is a lot of times overlooked when people are identifying their ideal client avatar. And what I mean by that is so many people are focused on like the, um, how should I put this? Like the details maybe that you would put on like some sort of application, right? Like your gender, your age, are you married, your status, whatever, what do you do for work? All of these, um, really kind of, for lack of better terms, like generic pieces of information, but your ideal client's personality and who they are and the type of person that they are is actually incredibly important. For example, for my business, specifically helping women who are in their early stages, whether they have no business idea at all and want to start their own uh, online business or if they're in the baby stages and maybe have a business idea or have a baby business, but they're just not fully fulfilled by it and they want to make some sort of transition um, or really, really start to grow their businesses. So they're in their early stages and personality. I'll give you some examples of traits that are very commonly found in my most successful clients. Um, you know, my, my most successful clients who are my ideal clients, right, are extraordinarily driven. They are not ones to wait around for direction and they are self-starters. Um, Personality-wise, they're also extraordinarily passionate and um, and they're extraordinarily ambitious as well. They have big goals, big dreams for their lives, and they're not willing to settle any longer, which is why they are like the urgency factor is so huge for them because many of them don't want to stay in their current unfulfilling situation. Like they are driven, they are ambitious, and they are ready to get out of that and to make the most of their life. And they have, um, they have just this like sense of internal value. Like they value themselves so much, even if they're having confidence issues, even if they're experiencing mindset blocks or imposter syndrome or all of those um, symptoms of having mindset blocks, right? They are still intrinsically um, confident and know that they have something to offer the world. Right. And that is why they are feeling so called to start their own business because they're, they're not willing to settle and they're not willing to let the fear hold them back any longer. And so that's a little bit about like the personality aspect. And what I mean by that, not necessarily that they are like super funny or super caring or this or that, like those things are obviously, um, 
you know, helpful, of course, if they, um, if they are lighthearted and, and enjoy, um, you know, laughing together too, but that's not the most important thing to get results from working with me. Right. It's really important that they aren't, um, you know, lazy or wanting someone, you know, looking for a quick fix or that they are, um, you know, that they are constantly, looking for um, someone to make decisions for them, right? That they are wanting to grow their confidence as well. And so that's a little bit about like the personality aspect. Um, I hope that's helpful there. So you guys can kind of think of like, okay, who are your ideal clients and, and what is their personality like? What makes them a good fit or not a good fit to work with you and to get results with your offer? Um, you know, are they really, really organized or are they completely, um, completely for lack of better terms, unorganized, right? Is there life and, and maybe business or personal relationships, whatever realm that you are, are serving, whatever niche you're serving, is it complete chaos, right? Do they have a really hard time understanding, um, you know, and, and organizing just themselves, or are they very, very type A and very meticulous? And, you know, that's going to really be a, an important distinction there. Because for example, if you are offering, like, let's just take the, the personality trait um, of like creativity, right? If your client, if your ideal client is extraordinarily creative and extraordinarily um, visual person that loves just like creating and envisioning and playing around with colors and um, just have a has a very like artistic personality type um, probably not going to be a good fit for you if you are let's just say like a branding expert okay because chances are those people will want to have a lot more input into their own branding than they would wanting to to hire it out like if they're a very creative and visually driven person they are probably going to enjoy the process and and probably find the time right? Unless that's one of their pain points, which we'll get into here in a moment, but they would probably rather find the time um, to do some of it themselves if it's something that they are really already good at and really love doing. And so maybe, for example, if you are a branding expert and design logos or websites or visual brands, right? Let's just say for entrepreneurs, you might want to focus on someone who's not very creative, right? Who, um, who doesn't necessarily in their personality trait, like, and is, is naturally a very creative or artistic person, right? Because their need is going to be higher than the need. Chances are, right. Um, then someone who already has that skill set and really loves to utilize that skill set for their life and or business. So getting a little bit more specific for your ideal client, 
this is an activity um, and an exercise that I actually encourage you to do for yourself and your own business um, that I have my own clients do. And I call it just the simple client journey. I actually have them make like three charts. I I have like a a form that I have them fill out, but it's three charts essentially. And I want you guys to kind of um, envision what this could look like for you or three columns, I should say. Um, The first column, I just call point A. This middle column is your offer. And the third column is point B. And this is where you get to identify like what is your ideal client's current situation, that point A. Like, what are they experiencing right now in their life and business? Um, where whatever niche that you are serving, okay, maybe you're not serving um, anyone in business, maybe it's just where are they in life or with their health or with their um, struggles, you know, maybe you're a Facebook ad strategist, and you or you want to start a business as a Facebook ad strategist, like, think about their your ideal clients current situation when it comes to how you can help them, right? I don't want you to identify everything about their life, but really in the realm of how you can actually help them. So what's going on in their their life and or business right now? All of the specific situations and circumstances that they're currently experiencing, what are their struggles? Like what are their main pain points? And this is where market research comes in. Like talk to the people. Don't just assume, ask around, like what are they really struggling with? What keeps them up at night? What are their first thoughts in the morning when they wake up or when they're thinking about their health or they're thinking about their relationships or they're thinking about their money or their business or their kids or whatever you help your clients with or going to help your clients with? What are they really, really struggling with? Like, what are all of their intense pain points? And what have they done to try to solve their own problems at this point? It's also going to be really crucial that you create this ideal client avatar based on someone that has actually struggled for a certain period of time. Now, not everyone will need to struggle the same amount of time before getting the help that they need. But your ideal client will need really anyone who invests in some um, sort of solution for any problem that they have in life. They've struggled. They've they've sought out different solutions. They've maybe bought different. For example, my ideal clients, many of them have struggled for not only months, but years. Oftentimes they come to me having wanting to build a business for not only just one or two or three years, but many of them come to me and say that they have even either been thinking about or planning or trying to start their own business for even like five, six, seven years. And a lot of times they have struggled so long and so hard that they're finally ready to get that support in hiring a one-on-one expert business coach, right? As their mentor, to help them so they don't have to struggle any longer. And so some of their struggles and what they've tried, like my ideal clients have downloaded like all the freebies out there on the internet, right? To how to get your business started to, you know, marketing and branding and business ideas and sales and how to build your own website and all of these things, right? They've listened to all of the podcasts. So maybe some of you listening to this episode find yourself in this exact same situation as many of my clients when they first came to me. 
Um, other struggles that my clients have had um, before coming to me is oftentimes they have actually purchased courses or they've been involved in different group programs or they have you know, maybe even spent a lot of time and a lot of money on random resources or $27, um, you know, like little mini courses on setting up your business or different specialty courses on, you know, for example, even myself in my own journey, I spent a lot of money on a virtual assistant course. Um, before I transitioned into business coaching, I spent money and time on a Facebook ads course. I spent money and time on a lot of different things on blogging, on blogging resources, right? So my ideal clients have, have tried a lot of things. They've struggled for a very long time trying to do it themselves, trying to find resources and spend, um, spend money and spend time trying to do it themselves. And that's not a problem at all, because truly in order for them to be so fed up and so frustrated and at a place where they're like, okay, I'm ready to surrender like to myself basically and get the help that I know I need and I know I deserve, it's then worth it to them. They see the value in investing with me and spending the money and the time that it will take to get them the results that they've been trying to get on their own for months and or years in many cases. And so I want you to consider that um, of your point A for your ideal client, like what are their main struggles? And you can even start with like, what are all of their struggles? What are they really frustrated with in their life or business? Like get nitty gritty. Don't just say like they're overwhelmed or they're frustrated or they're, they're sad. Like that, that's not specific enough. I want you to get so incredibly detailed. Like what are they overwhelmed with? Right. They're, my clients are overwhelmed with, um, you know, they're, they're waking up at, they're overwhelmed with their schedule and they're waking up at 5am. Um, they're rushing their kids off to daycare and, um, driving to a job that they do not love on their way to their job. They are thinking about like all of the different things that they have to do that day that they don't want to do. And they feel so overwhelmed that they, um, are maybe listening to a podcast, like about starting their own business. Maybe they're listening to this podcast, right. On their way to work or on their way home from work. And, um, they're rushing, 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 right. They're just like overwhelmed with the amount of work that they're putting in and overwhelmed, um, maybe even underwhelmed with the amount of appreciation that they're exp experiencing at their at their job or maybe at home in their role as a stay-at-home mom. Maybe they're overwhelmed with, um, you know, the amount of things that they have going on in, in their lives, but, um, but they're frustrated by the lack of progress that they've made in their business. They've wanted to start a business for years, but they just can't seem to find the right business idea or they just can't seem to find um, the time, right, to to create their business. Like, what specifically are they overwhelmed with? What specifically are they frustrated with or sad about? Or are your ideal clients, you know, in the health industry, for example, like, they're not just frustrated that they're, you know, they've tried another diet that that didn't work. But they're frustrated that they have, um, you know, they've spent like $400 on a you know, on a, on private, um, 
private trainer sessions at a gym and they're still not seeing the results that they want. And they're sad that they've had to, you know, go up to pant sizes and spend like their bonus from their Christmas bonus from work on buying new clothes because their old clothes don't fit them, right? They're not just sad, like get detailed, get very granular and exactly what are they sad about? What exactly are they um, scared about, right? What are all of their pain points and where are they in their current situation? What have they struggled with? What have they tried and what has not worked already for them? You know, how much time, how much money have they spent trying to solve the problem that they currently have? And really thinking about all of the starting point, right? Understanding the point A and their starting point. Um, from there, I want you to um, I want you to actually think about like the point B. Where do they want to be? Where do, what do they truly want in life? If they could have like a magic lamp that could grant them like their dream life, their dream business, their dream everything, what would they ideally want? I want you to get in their heads, get very specific. Like what you know, what's what's truly. Um, the biggest, most important thing that they want in life, right? My clients want, um, they want more time with their kids. They truly want to stop living paycheck to paycheck. They want desperately to spend more intentional time with their family and, and have a lot more freedom in every sense of the word, which is why they want to start their own businesses, right? They want to feel fulfilled. They want to feel like they're using their, their, you know, talents and skills and passions for a better purpose, for a higher purpose. And they want to stop living as a status quo and they want to truly step into their power. They want to step into the dream that they've always had, but they have just like pushed back because it's what society told them like wasn't wasn't um, safe or wasn't rational or wasn't responsible, but they truly want to step into that role. Like they want their children to see them as the mom and a business owner and someone that pursues their dreams and not just, um, you know, dampens or puts a damper maybe on their own dreams um, and puts themselves last, right? My clients truly, truly want direction, right? They want, um, they want accountability. They want financial success and they want someone to show them how to do it. Right. So those are just some very, um, quick, simple examples that I wanted to share with you guys about that point B of that transformation. But like, if you, if you really narrow it down, like what's the one biggest result that you can help someone achieve? right? I want you to describe that in, in detail. Like what can you actually help them achieve by the end of the time that you work with them, whether that's over four weeks or four months or however long a year, whatever your, your offer and the timing, the time, um, timeline of your offer, the container, essentially we could say, what is the greatest result you can help your client achieve, right? And what do they truly want? I think it's also really important to um, to consider like what, um, you know, 
even thinking about, um, your ideal client and like their, their pain points, some other questions that might kind of help you get a little bit more specific even with that is like, what keeps them awake at night? Like, what are they worrying about? What are they super anxious about or fearful about? Like, what, um, you know, what are they trying to avoid? What are they really scared of? What are they scared of people saying about them? What are they scared of? You know, my ideal clients are are really scared of failing, right? And I think that is a common piece in, in everything that we do in life, but they're really scared about failing, which is why they haven't at this point invested, um, truly invested their time and money into their business because they're scared. Um, and, and there's a lot of, of, you know, potential humiliation in their minds that comes from starting a business and telling family and friends and then like not making it work. Right. I want you to also think about like, what is the cost for them of staying where they are right now? Cause there's always a cost, even if it's not related to business right? There's a cost for their health. There's a cost for their relationships. There's a cost for their, um, you know, integrity, like whatever is going on in their life and business right now, like what is the cost of staying where they are right now and staying stuck and how bad can things actually become if they don't fix that problem? This is really where you like create that vision for them. Um, in your, you know, this is taking it a step further, but like in your marketing, in your messaging, and this is why it's so important to get extraordinarily specific and granular with your ideal client, because you're going to use this information and you're going to speak to these people in your messaging, instead of just saying like, Hey, I know you're overwhelmed and frustrated and tired trying to build your business. And I know you want freedom. Come work with me, right? That is so vague. It's so unrelatable because everyone can be overwhelmed or frustrated or tired with so many different things and people, all all people want freedom, but what does that even mean? Right. And so if I use that as my marketing and I, that was my messaging, I would not be attracting the right people. And in fact, I probably wouldn't be attracting anyone because everyone would be very confused. Well, yeah, I'm overwhelmed, but like, my problems are very different than someone else's problems that they're overwhelmed with. So it's really important that you get so specific and detailed on exactly what your client is experiencing at this moment and exactly what they want in detail, like paint this picture for them so they can understand that you understand their problem deeply and you understand there's the solution that they want deeply and that you have the solution that they are actually searching for. So, um, the, this is really just a start. Um, I could continue to talk about identifying and getting clarity on your ideal client for probably another two hours, but I am going to save you that extra time and leave you with, um, with all of this fantastic, um, guidance here today. This is really the type of work that I do on a one-on-one basis with my clients as well. And so I hope that this is really powerful for you. Um, I'm here to help you guys. I am constantly giving, um, 
additional advice and and help and guidance over in my free Facebook community, the Dream Builder Society. So if you want some additional help as you're going through this process, um, come join us over there. And every other Friday, I have a post that's called Feedback Friday, and you guys can drop your questions and what you're working on in there. And I'm happy to help and provide you some some guidance and some feedback on that. And the the ladies in the group are incredibly helpful as well. And I know you will find some great support um, in that community with us. So that is it for episode number eight. Um, I will see you guys next week again for episode nine. So stay tuned for that. Um, Again, I appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening today and we will talk soon. Bye everyone. All right, that's it for today's episode of the Dream Builder Society podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love if you would head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. By leaving a review, you're helping us get this content into the hands of other powerful women and playing a part in fulfilling our mission of empowering women to build their own dream lives and businesses. Don't forget to head over to my Facebook group, The Dream Builder Society, for more guidance, support, and high-level training so you can start learning, growing, taking action, and getting results in your business right now. See you there.